I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that will stop. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so perfect? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad Perky Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum with cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 126 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And I almost messed it up that time, you but did. I, I was able to eyeball the note before it was too late. Well, and then you called it out. Yeah, well, you know. I'm a very honest person on the show yes. and whatnot. A little too honest sometimes. <laughs> a little too honest sometimes, yes. Like, As, you know, yeah. last week. <laughs> I, Yeah, I, like, I, I, like we discussed before the show, I'm not going to dive too far into it, um, but... There are things that about stuff, like topics from last week, that really, really bother me, that people can be okay with. Well, actually, and I'm not going to go into that part of it, <laughs> but we're going to kind of sideline here a little bit. So the the Stanford Rapist was released after three yeah. months for good behavior this week. Yes. That's the, the kind Stanford of shit. The Stanford Rapist was released for white privilege this week. That Well, I'm <laughs> saying the official on the paperwork answer was he was a good boy in jail. Um stuff like that that really bothers me like it's like these people and, and I luckily there's a bigger uproar about that than there is on these other things but it's just what I would consider common sense type stuff like the discussion last week about the rabbis there's just certain things you don't put in your mouth that's one of them yet they do it and people seem to be okay with it so that's yeah that's why I went down that little rabbit hole and probably went a little further down the rabbit hole than I should have some people kind of called me on it and I get it and it's all back off that a little bit and try to focus it back in on just strictly parenting stuff but uh yeah it was it, it's it's rough sometimes because it's that's the world you're bringing your kids up in and it it can be upsetting because that's the world you're bringing your kids up in so yay right so we have uh voicemails i wanted to go ahead and get these knocked out of the out of the way at the very oh, yeah. beginning let's go ahead and get those out of the way because well the reason why i'm not <laughs> I'm sorry no i'm saying because one of them is going to be a callback to a prior show okay. that's probably going to be slightly a topic that we don't want to dive back into it's okay. too far so i want to get it done out and, uh, and and done and over so we can push past it and not have anybody else messaging me and whatnot <laughs> so the first one is from uh mr slacker Hey guys, it's Slacker. I'm calling in because I'm listening to the current show, and uh, Justin just said something that Sorry. And I will say that he was actually a week off, so he wasn't listening to the current show, but mm. 
So if there's any confusion on that. Man, just did not quite sit right with me. You said that people that don't vote have no voice, that we should shut our mouths, basically, and not have anything to say because we don't vote. And I say, you are wrong, sir. I pay my taxes. I'm a citizen of the United States of America, and I'm a pretty mouthy motherfucker. I will say what I want about what I want to say. Once the political spectrum is to where I feel it is fair and worthy of my vote, I will vote. I do not feel like my vote matters. I don't feel like your vote matters. I feel that the powers to be, whoever that is, has in mind who they want in office. Look at this election. How in the living fuck did Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump become the two forerunners for the two parties in any sane, rational world? You're telling me that votes are going to matter. That somebody didn't want this to play out like this, that these are the two choices we have. And don't tell me about Gary Johnson, Bernie Sanders, and all the other ones that are here, still there or not. They didn't stand a chance because someone or some people want particular people in office. It's happened before. It'll happen again. That's just my two cents. And I'm sorry, man, but on this, I have to disagree with you. I do have a voice. And other people that don't vote Especially, the, well, the ones like me. If you're just too lazy to do it, well, whatever. I have a reason why I don't vote. And I feel it's a good reason. And um, you are right. The South is dumb. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> the South is very stupid. I'm still listening to the show. It's still a wonderful show. Love you guys. And in the immortal words of Rick Sanchez, get swifty. Okay, thank you, Slacker. Yes, um, so I will say this much. I, I heard your reason. I understand your reason. I don't necessarily disagree with your reasoning. I still disagree with the overall sentiment of um, I just feel participation counts, and participation goes a long way in that particular topic, and due to things that I went through with my family, due to my dad being in the military, fighting for people's rights to not vote or not vote or whatever, it's very important to me that people do vote, even if you think it doesn't count, because if you get enough people to have that mentality that it doesn't count, then it truly doesn't count because nobody's out there voting. Nobody's doing anything. And I think that's why we've ended up with the candidates we have right now, because only the dumb ones are out there doing shit. And so it's, it's the, you know, he's calling you smart slacker. Take it, take it as a compliment. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's leaving, it's leaving these ones. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling Hillary or people or supporters of Trump supporters necessarily dumb, but it's, it's the thing of that, well, I look at it with my kid. If my kid wants to bitch about something, what are you doing to try to fix it? And if you're doing nothing to try to fix it, I'm not going to listen to you bitch about it. I'm just not because you're not putting any effort into what's the supposed problem is. Whether or not you think there's going to be the outcome's going to change, I still expect you to try. Yeah. And and that's where I come from on that is I'm going to expect you to try. And yes, it sucks. And yes, the whole thing that is set up right now, it, it, it all blows and it's stacked against people. And I'm sure there are people that are back there that are pulling things. Well, it's been proven. The DNC did it. There was stuff that showed they yeah. were negotiating to get Bernie out from the get go because they he scared the living shit out of them. So I don't I don't disagree with any of that but i still think that participation is important participation counts and it shows 
for the for the vast majority, once again, I'll exclude this guy because he's explained his position and I can understand it more. But it shows a lot about a person when they usually it's like, well, it's just so hard, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's too, it's never going to make any changes, and it's just so hard for me to go do it. That since it won't change, it's not worth my time. And I think that's a bullshit excuse. Now, in the case of him, where he's truly thinking that there is, that he's put a lot of thought and effort into it, I can totally respect that. I'm not saying I agree with him, and I'm not saying that I agree with his standpoint per se, but I respect his right and his ability to have that opinion but i just look at it from what i would expect from my kids and if i expect my kids to do that i expect myself to do that and it allows me now i can say yeah i did this and this fucking blows and here's why it blows because i did this and nothing fucking changed and it allows you to have that extra umph in your pocket so that's that's where i'm coming from and so that's why and part of that also i will say stems from the many nights where my dad finally had to shut my grandma up by saying something very similar because she would squawk up a storm about how horrible everything in this country was and how effed up it was. She never said that um, because she was a Jehovah's Witness and they don't dare say that. But she and about how it was all wrong and everything. And my dad's like, what are you doing to fix that? What are you doing to go out there and do your local elections and change these things and fix this and fix that? And they don't elect the vote. They don't do any of that. They're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, then I don't want to listen to you, bitch, because you can't bitch if you're not actually willing to go out there and try to fix this. Even if you can't get it fixed, at least you're trying. You're doing something. And that really kind of stuck with me. So I get it, Slacker. We can agree to disagree on this point. Still love you too, brother. Um, but it's just that's my expectation is my kids. So I'm going to hold myself to that expectation as well. So let's move on to the, uh, oh, oh, I lost it. Oh, there it is. So uh, um, Dan Lewis, uh, who's left a voicemail once before, uh, he's from Arizona. He's from one of the hot states, like down down there <laughs> in the hot deep. hot state, yeah, okay. Yeah, and not like hot, like, like hot, like, you know, temperature-wise in the deep south, as they would say on that, was that movie, Little Nicky? Yeah, Little Nicky. I don't, I've never uh, oh, We fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> So, um, you know, things of which I do not know. <laughs> I know nothing, Jon Snow. All right, here we go. Let's see what Dan has to say. Hi, guys. This is Dan Lewis. And I wanted to chime in on Jody's comment about moving to New Zealand. <laughs> I've been looking to immigrate to New Zealand for years. <laughs> Nikki will actually tell you. I've chatted her up a couple times asking her, hey, you know, what's the place like? So you'll be in good company. You know, at least I'll have some American-sounding neighbors when <laughs> we're all trying to learn how to drive on the left side of the road. And it's primarily for the same reasons, because I don't trust these government twats <laughs> with launch codes. <laughs> I love the show, you guys. Have a great day. I'd be... I'd be happy to have him as a neighbor. I agreed. Yeah. No, yep. I am. Um, I, I know that everybody's just throwing shit at the wall. Like, you know, like with this whole, I'm going to immigrate out of the country if so-and-so wins or this person wins or whatever. But I'm thinking regardless, like I'm just getting to a point where it's like, let's try something different. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think. I mean, I realize we just bought a house and all this stuff. Right. And, no, but I'm, you know, my I don't necessarily know that I want to 
make my home elsewhere, like my permanent residence. Maybe like get fucking rich enough that I can have a vacation home in New Zealand, something yeah, like that. I, but then, then it's also a fallback plan. Like it's my vacation home for now. But as shit gets gets heavy. But I don't know if you've noticed, but we're not rich. No, and we're not getting rich anytime soon. Right. So which also makes it that much harder to emigrate in the first place. Well, but that's just it. Is I'm and I'm sorry, guys. I have a one of those like infected taste buds. Well, the taste bud that like gets all inflamed and it's hitting on my tooth, so it's making it hard to talk. Um, there's a good economy. There's a good Mm -hmm. like like there. It seems at least a legitimate idea. No, it is, but it's also it's one of those things that I wouldn't find it any less. Or any more affordable to completely uproot and move there than it would be to get a vacation. I mean, it's almost like the same because you're having to sell a house, you're having to move all your belongings, you're having to actually find a place to live, jobs. That's you know, it's just like that requires me, a lot of money to get there. So, but that's just I don't I don't think so. I don't think it's any more expensive to move there. Assuming you pare down your belongings to a reasonable level, which we're not great about, but we could be. I mean, most of our stuff is furniture. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just saying, it's possible. It's right. it, it's 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 a reasonable yep. idea. Yeah, I and mean, it's not like we're you know. The funny thing is, is that there's always somebody at every election that that uh, that does this. I'm gonna move to Canada. I'm gonna go to Mexico, whatever. And I always used to laugh at him, and now I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't have been laughing so hard after all. Well, I've got friends that have family in UK, and they're right. like, "No, seriously, like yeah. we're we're gonna move if it goes bad. Like, yeah. sorry, I I love you, but and right. I'm like, no, no, I know. don't make a bad situation worse by leaving me here. <laughs> um, so don't leave me behind with you, Palumpa, <laughs> <laughs> or the raging, yeah. So I yeah, the whole and, and really. When these topics do come up, and I'm going to try harder not to dive into them, it truly is because it does affect my children. And that, to me, is part of parenting. These decisions that are being made today do and will. I have friends that that their dad worked for Intel. And when they were, like, our kids' age, um, he got a job offer in Costa Rica. Hell yeah. And they just all moved to Costa Rica for three years, and then they came back. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I realize your job's not going to send you to Costa Rica for three years. I can't even get me to get me to go to Hawaii right now. I've been trying. <laughs> I got a product I could sell down there, but I, it's one of those they want the, they want this product sold and the money to be there before I travel. I'm like, but I have to travel to make the product sell. So we have like the chicken or the egg situation yeah. here. I'm like, uh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you have marketable skills. I have marketable skills. We have you know, beautiful children that... Right. If it came down to it, we really put our minds to it, we can make it happen. That's my point. That's right. my point. Okay. Yeah, is, that's fine. And I, if we were going to move for a better economy, I'd rather move to New Zealand than, like, Texas. Right. Yeah, that's... Well... <laughs> uh, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Like, anywhere else in the country. Right. <laughs> Montana. North Dakota. South Mon- Dakota. Montana's beautiful. It, it is beautiful, but so is New Zealand. Have you seen New Zealand? See, but here's the one thing I have to say. I just like the it's I, it's so. I I do agree that it's beautiful, and I do agree it's super close to Australia. I'll be far enough to stay away from the big fucking spiders, right? But I've always the one thing for me has always been if I do something life altering like that, and I was going to consider that to move from one rainy climate to another is not my a game. Like no, I would, it's not it's not it's good rainy though. 
Well, so the Portland's kind of good rainy too. I mean, it, it, the, it has the most Portlandy weather. But that's the thing is, I, if I'm going to do that, I don't want the most Portlandy weather. I, I do. want the most anti-Portlandy weather. No. I want like sun 363 no. days out of the year, but not hot temperatures. No. That <laughs> doesn't exist anywhere. It does too. Where? Name mm, one place. Not here. It's always sunny, but never hot. One place. There are parts, there are times in the year in Northern California where that happens. <laughs> or, or or if I was just down there, the state of Jefferson. <laughs> oh, it's getting big again. Oh, I know. I'm oh, sure. Oh, man. There was pamphlets and people walking <laughs> around and flyers and whatnot. But uh, no, there are places that exist where you can have a mild or more, or more temperate. I just, my perfect thing would be like, you know, if we could keep it like between 80 and 90 at, at highest, like the hottest. I'm not saying it has to be constantly 80 and 90 degrees, but that's like the hottest it gets. But the humidity stays nice and low, so that it kills Florida and you know places see, like that. I, I like green places, and you can't have green places without some humidity. You can get those lawn paintings. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know. There was definitely a rugged beauty about Arizona, but oh, I, I couldn't love... do the actual summers there. Oh, I, I love die. Arizona. No, I see, and I think I could acclimate to the summers just fine. Because for me, when it comes to heat. All day long, if I can sweat and I can cool off or and acclimate to it, I can't acclimate to the humid weather because you just you're never able to cool off. Um, but I spent a lot, quite a bit of time in Arizona with my um, great grandparents living down there, and it took me a couple of days to get adjusted to it. But once I was adjusted to it, if I stayed hydrated, I was golden, no big deal. Yeah, I don't think so. I can do it because along with the heat, you also have the free. And I think I said this uh, when we right when we got back from Arizona, the the scorpion thing. But uh, yeah. it really bothered me that I had been in the pool with the with the death with the scorpion that may or may not have been alive at the time, and it I was like, like I kept telling myself I was paranoid right. for being paranoid about it, and then I'm like, nope, definitely not paranoid. They're there. Oh yeah, they are most definitely, and yeah, well. That's kind of the reason why I like the eastern side of the state here in Oregon and in Washington. You get the desert-ish environment, but you're not getting like all the all the nasty, creepy crawlies that you get down there and whatnot. So it's, I don't know. I don't know there's ever, a, I don't really think there is truly a perfect place to live. Every place has its drawbacks. Eastern Oregon's not bad. Central Oregon's not bad. Right. So, it, well, except for it's butt-fucking expensive now because it's become the trendy place to be. So. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So like I said, the, it's the Sedona of right. Oregon. Well, and I've, um, where was, where was the other place I was at recently that, oh, so for, like for me, I, I truly, truly love the Bay Area. Constant nice breezes. It's usually foggy, but it always rolls out, but mm-hmm. it comes back in. And it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, and maybe it's only because I always see the really super nice parts of it because of where I happen to go for my job and whatnot. But I really like it down there. But at the same time, I can't afford like $1.7 million for a fucking, not even a house with property, but those damn, what do they call those, those attached buildings where they're like, you know, the row houses, basically. I couldn't see, I don't, I, I can't ever justify spending that much money for something that isn't like, you know, attached on two sides to somebody else's shit. That's just, it, that, that baffles, that baffles my mind. I don't, I don't quite understand that. So call me crazy, but. It is what it is there. Yeah, real estate is insane there. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, and see, that's the problem like we're having here in Portland is that the real estate hikes through. I just had somebody, one of my friends, our old friends, uh, their rent has literally doubled since they moved in. They're in a two-bedroom apartment 
maybe 900 square feet. Uh, the rent started off at 775 or 725 and it just got bumped to just under $1,400 a month for mm-hmm. an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment. And, like, that's insane. I mean, and it's not even, like, a ritzy part of town either. It's just – but it's because there's no rent control. There's nothing to stop people from doing what they want with it. And, and I'm, and I'm kind of torn on that because – I, I believe in the free market. I agree with the free market. I think people should be allowed. Like if somebody owns a place, they can kind of, should kind of be allowed to do what they want with it, so to speak. But at the same time, the problem is, is that people are so fucking evil and greedy that you, you fuck over a good hardworking person who's trying to support two kids on her own because daddies aren't there to do it, you know, pay anything back. Um, and she's getting, screwed out of her place where she can live because she can, you know, she can't afford the rent. And the only way to do that would be to get a better paying job and or a second job, neither which she can do because she's taking care of kids on her own. And granted, everybody makes their own lot in life, so to speak, but it used to be that a person... It shouldn't be literally impossible to find. If you have a a full-time job and you can't even pay your rent with that income... Right, something's wrong. That's a problem. That's a problem. And it never used to be that way. Like, like, granted, even at a $10 an hour job, if you're working full-time, you should be able to find... Even if it's shithole, you should be able to find a place to live. And right. that's not happening Right anymore. now, the shitholes are fucking expensive. Yeah, and, you can't find anything. Well, it's like I somebody... They were talking about when I was down in California that somebody picked up a house for like 750000 but they're looking at another like four hundred to 500000 in renovations to make it habitable. I'm like, uh, no, no. There's no dirt worth that fucking much money ever anywhere. No. <laughs> That's just goddamned insane. So it's, it's a weird spot to be. But thank you guys for the voicemails. As always, we love hearing from the listeners, uh, even when we disagree. Yeah, it's cool to disagree. Everybody's got their own differences. I'm if sure. If you disagree a lot of, with Justin, you're probably agreeing with me. So let it, that that let, happens let, quite a bit. <laughs> you know. So there's, yeah. So, but thank you for the voicemails. We appreciate them, and you know, please keep them coming. We love to hear from you guys. Um, I would like to mention the one from Dan. The Google Voice translation. Or transcription was was fucking hilarious. Well, that, 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 but that was part of the so part of the problem with that was not only was it the Google Voice uh-huh. transcription, but it was a spotty connection, mm-hmm. so he kept cutting out. Gotcha. And so that's why he actually he re-recorded that on because he he said, "Hey, I made a I left a voicemail, but I just realized I did it for my shop. And I get crappy service out there, and it may be cutting in and out. Let me know how it sounds." I'm like, "Oh yeah, dude, I can catch like every fifth word." So he re-recorded it with gotcha. a voice app. So, well, how was your week, babe? Um, good. Kids started school. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's I'm like something big happened this week. What was it? I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry. You, you you brought it out. That's yeah. Right. So we had the ice cream social, which is the day before school. They mm-hmm. invite everybody to come drop off their school supplies, so your kids not coming with a load of backpack fill out the first the day. Mountains of paperwork you have to fill out. Paperwork. Meet the teacher. See right. where your desk is going to be. Which classroom you're in. Um, we have a new PE teacher that I got right. to meet, who seems like really gung ho. Yep. Um, so that was fun. I'm still on the parent organization board, so I had things I had to do during yeah. the time. So it was kind of a, you go meet the teachers. Now I'll go meet the teachers right. now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, uh, Ezra got in there cause we've been trying to get Ezra into for a little bit now and he, it's been a little bit of, um, 
of course, there's always the waiting list, but a lot of it's also been because he was really adamant against going. Like, he was just... We could have had him in the first year. Right. Um, and he was really, like, he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And we, and we really had and to fight And what it really it. boiled down to every time we got it boiled down was he didn't want to have to go by the dress code, which right. is a very strict polos and khakis kind yeah, of dress code yeah and i'm you know and we, we've i've i've talked about this before on the show about my position on dress codes and um, we're not going to dive into it again now um but what we were trying to get through to him and we so what we did is we basically compromised to see how he would do in the normal school because part of the reason why we wanted him in there is because he needs extra work yeah he needs somebody who can give him more than what he's getting in a traditional public school no matter where it is. Because we've got a really good set of tr- public schools out here as far as the overall ranking in Oregon goes, but it's still public school, and it's still got, you know, and so there was always these little issues. And then I, then also on top of that, from hearing from people that work at the school, I guess this sixth grade class was like the meanest in the history. Like there was a lot of boys that were just little assholes, which we ran into with him quite a bit. Right. Um, and with such an overburdened system, I mean, there, uh, there are three – Two elementary schools, mm-hmm. and there were there are um, two hundred and fourteen incoming freshmen into the high school this year. Right. So you've got a hundred per school, roughly each class. Right. Um, Moving along. Right, and that and it only gets bigger every year. Right. So imagine two more years. That's what Ezra's class size was. Yeah. And. That's that's a lot of kids. Yeah, and so there's not enough teachers to properly break it down to a small enough group, um, and without to monitor behavior, right? Because to teach kids, you don't need that no. many teachers. It's but to just as somebody that can t- watch what's going on. In have class. A, a set of eyes on some kids so that you don't have like what happened to him in the lunchroom with yep. you know them making fun of him till he dump branch on somebody. Yeah. I, I don't, that's why that happens is because there's nobody around saying, hey, guys, calm it down, you know? Yeah. Yep. And so it, uh, we got him in, got him all set up. And so we, uh, the first two days are always kind of wonky because it starts before the other school starts. So yep. There's no morning bus. So we got, we got him to school. That was no problem. I was working from home though that day because I've been trying to play catch up and whatnot on emails and all that. So I went and picked him up the first day after the school was out. And, uh, <clears throat> and so I, um, you get down there, and it's always a cluster because there's always the new kindergarten parents that don't know where to go, and so the, it's always a zoo that first pickup day. And so I just kind of like sit back and let all the craziness occur, <laughs> and I just I'll make eye contact with the principal, like kind of like, hey, I'm here. He's like, oh, you're here, okay. And he'll find the kids and get them sent over to me, and I just kind of stay because I don't want to add to mm-hmm. the nut case how the nut house it is. This is the whole pickup thing. Um, but so Ezra and Temperance finally come down. We get in the car. And Ezra Hobson, the first words out of his mouth were, wow, this place is really awesome and it's so much better than regular school. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I said, are, are, and I, I looked at him and I said, are you really dropping that bullshit with me right now? As you'd like literally your ass just hit the seats and you're already, really? You're going to go there? And he's like, what? I'm like, we fought you for two motherfucking years <laughs> on going to this place about how. And he was really getting down to. When he got accept, when we finally knew he was accepted, and right. we told him that he's definitely going, he was really like, "Oh, yeah." He was like super bummed oh. about it, yeah. And so, and he, and and I, and I forgot to mention this is after the night before we're talking him into bed, and I'm saying good night one night. He's like, "Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be kind of easy. It's gonna be good to get up." And, hey, what do you say? It's gonna be a relief or or something, something along the lines of like it's gonna be relieving to 
get up and get dressed for school tomorrow. I'm like, that's kind of an odd statement, but okay, why? Well, I don't have to worry about what I, what I want to wear. I just have to put something on because it's a uniform. And I looked at him like, really? <laughs> you want to come at me with that? I'm like, you know, at least you're seriously all com- this is a positive. But I'm like, you're seriously coming at me, bro, with that? Because you're the one that was bitching about how, uh, how much uh, uniform sucked and how horrible it was going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And now you're going to sit here and tell me that y- uniforms are amazing and it's going to be so nice that you have to worry about, you know, trying to choose the right shirt and pant combination and this and that, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then he follows it up the next day. I was talking about how great the school was. And I'm really am glad. I'm glad that he is enjoying it. And I'm glad that he's getting um, uh, along and having a good time. And his teacher is... It's the craziest thing. His teacher's really cool, really young, hip, kind of, he's current with technology. In fact, he's got an Instagram page for the the class. Mm-hmm. And Ezra actually showed me one of the updates he did where he's like, he's almost like a coach. He was giving a pet talk. He's like, great day today, guys. We rocked it in math. You guys did awesome. This, that, the other. We're going to have a good week. Let's go ahead and rock it again tomorrow and the whole thing. But it's all, so he's, he's connecting with these kids on their levels, which mm-hmm. I think is really important. Um, because I remember when I was in school, there was a, a gen, there was a generational disconnect between the age of the teachers and the age of the students, and there was a few key teachers that would come and kind of they would truly try to connect with you at your level. I'm not saying like doing stupid shit or like the girls that are, and the guys that are fucking the college you know, or the the kids in school and all that. But I'm saying like legitimately understand that like these kids, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're on Instagram a lot. That's a perfect way to reach out to them, and you can do it in a way that's not stupid or dorky or weird right which he did um and then we got an email on friday that was praising how great ezra had sh- uh, he the guy he, ezra had impressed him enough so much in the first two days that he thought to email us saying how good he did and he's looking forward to rocking it this year with ezra blah 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 and i'm just like this is so cool because we've had so many issues with negativity coming from the teachers right over the years and i think that's funny because my f- two favorite teachers well Two of my favorite teachers um, when I was growing up were younger. Um, my fifth grade teacher um, was like kind of a free spirit, hippie kind of chick and younger, you know, had a young, I think her daughter was in like first or second grade when we were in fourth right. grade, fifth grade. Just, you know, more a part of the world, more a part of not burnt out, you know, I, I guess you know anybody after doing a job for right. you know 20 years is going to have a little bit of burnout a you're going to have short timer syndrome right. at some point yeah um but my very favorite teacher was in high school he was i mean i don't know exactly how old he was but i want to say he was roughly my age now yeah and looking back on him like that's that's why i liked him because he was very much pop culture and nerdy right. and just the right amount of teachers well, it's and, just that and, and I, really age has little to do with it necessarily yeah. but it, it comes uh, Age tends to be where it falls along. Normally, it falls along the age divide because, um, take my parents for example, they don't understand some of this, like on Instagram or we're, we're Snapchatting or this or that. Right. They don't get, like, they think it's dumb. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but your dad also thought that it was dumb that you listened to Led Zeppelin and fucking wanted to go out and do the stuff that you did and get your ear pierced and this and that, the other thing. So every generation has something they think the other generation does is dumb. And you can sit there and sit back and kind of be judgy towards what those people do and what they find fun. Or you can see if maybe you can get along with it and make it work and make it and do what's best, especially from a teacher's perspective, do what's best to make sure that the kids, you know, are 
basically as cliche as it sounds how do you reach those kids that right. cartman that eric cartman line from <laughs> gotta that, reach these kids. i gotta reach these kids yeah um but how it, literally it's one of the, and there's ways you can do it without being the just like there, you can always tell when somebody's trying too hard like there's a, a video and i don't have the link to it otherwise i put it in the notes of this lady that was doing like her teacher rap <laughs> and so i will give her the credit that she had enough musical talent to stay on beat and her words rhymed, but it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, that's, you, you think that this is what the kids want you to connect. It was just that over, that, that trying too hard kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy is just like, you know, he's he's just kind of laid back, kicked back. He's like, he's, go with the flow, real chill, but still in control. Like, and, and so it, it's, and then it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that his last name is Slick. I know, right? Mr. Slick. I'm like, how did you fucking score that lot in life? Like, you know, yeah, I'm just going to, well, Slick. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, I'll let the guys, laugh. I'm not going to say his first name, so it could be anybody, <laughs> okay. but you know, but Mr. Slick, I'm just saying it's, it's a cool, it's like, it's just like, I, I had the same reaction to that when I met him <laughs> as like Lee George Cade did from, um, on the geek show when he said he was talking about that movie he saw where, yeah. What's his name that played Obi Wan in these younger years? Um, you and McGregor. Yeah, when his when he got out of that bathtub in that one movie, and his dong hit the fucking the boink, and he's like, "You cannot be Obi Wan Kenobi and have a giant dick. It's not fair." <laughs> you know, it's like this way. It's like you can't be good looking, suave, and be called Mister Slick. How, how, how do you get that trifecta right? That's just not cool. You know, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that he's able to recognize what we've always recognized in Ezra, that he's got the potential, that he's extremely intelligent. And because he's seeing that, it looks like he's going to put forth the effort to actually dive into that. And right. and the way this whole charter school is structured is it's structured to allow the kids to individually excel. Yeah. They have their, a benchmark that they get everybody up to, but they don't hold kids back. They don't, they don't, they don't try to hold other kids back to make the entire class look good or whatever. They let everybody blossom and excel. The talent show is a perfect example of that. Yeah. There was that one girl that did the thing and I can't, and she's got the weird, I'm not going to say her name. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to not, she's underage and whatnot, but, uh, She's got a like a like you tell her like her parents are very free flowing like the hippy dippy stuff and she's got this weird name and it was like this weird like performance art that you'd see from like a college student over in like New York and whatnot I'm like watching this like nobody in this fucking building is getting this I don't get it but I can at least understand why you're doing it (laughs) but I can can guarantee there's a bunch of people in here that are just like what (laughs) and but they allowed it to happen because it's her. Yeah. That is who she is. She's quirky. She's weird. They had the other girl that did like the My Little Pony art, mm-hmm. where she took My Little Ponies and then she, like she remade them into like My Little Pony Princess Warriors. Mm-hmm. Fucking strange, but that's what that girl was into, and it's something that you can appreciate because it is weird or not. It was something unique that she does, and I kind of likened it to what what Cat does with her mm-hmm. uh, altered landscapes art, yeah. where she takes art and she adds stuff to it and it makes it really cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but. There's a lot of people that wouldn't support that yeah. in a traditional educational environment. Um, so I'm hoping I've really got high hopes this year that th- that it's going to help him quite a bit being able to be more. Uh, he actually voluntarily came down and did homework the other night. I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, no he no. did. He 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 had it out of order. He didn't, and we got on for the order, but 
he did come i asked him to do chores and he thought homework would be a better option that's what really happened but i'm still okay because it it got done but uh, but that's still different than before where he wouldn't want to do the chores he'd find another excuse not to do the chores and then later we find out he had homework that he didn't do maybe it is a step in the right direction yeah and so baby steps here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're heading the right way with it with this kid so and, and then it was kind of cool to see like tempe too like because she's been there before she's yeah. kind of like a big kid on campus yeah. and so she's kind of showing ezra the ropes which was a weird you know whole little dichotomy to watch like here's the oh you just gotta go do this this happens well, and ezra has here. his new best friend oh yeah well not even new because they did rugby, rugby together, together and yeah. and whatnot but um they're in the same class. They're in the same little group of desks. They're right. all this. So at the ice cream social, we're like, hey, why don't you guys go play? And they just, they did but, that stepbrothers thing. Like, yeah. did we just become <laughs> best friends? You want to go to karate in the garage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in a good way, because yeah. they are, they, they seem to be positively. And they're very similar. Like, yeah. Like really awkward socially but not but very social right like they want to be social but they're just not quite to the level where they can communicate with other human beings without pissing people off right right but they don't offend each other yeah so it's perfect yeah it works they they literally have and that's that's what and that is the son of the people who are like, yeah, if shit goes sideways, we've got a family in the UK, we're going to move. And I'm like, no, no don't. We, fu- we found an Ezra match and, and this and could I'm, work. And, and, and her and I are very much like right. attuned to one another and it just. And I get along with her too. And I don't get along with a lot of the moms at that place. No. <laughs> at all. Um, because they just don't understand, like they don't get me <laughs> <laughs> and uh so th- i'd say there's probably three moms there in total yeah. that i that are understand me and what i'm about and whatnot and she's one of them so it's it's kind of nice that i don't like freak people freak her out like she's yeah. in, and so yeah i just i have really high hopes this year for ezra and what he can accomplish and what's going to happen and this guy appears like he's going to help I, I know he'll have no problem locking him up if he needs to yeah but i think the difference in the way the way the way it works and whatnot, um, that and that with difference in the how the curriculum is done, I think it's really going to greatly benefit him, and he seems to be on track to get benefited by it, and that's a good thing. And it's ha- I, I'm he's genuinely excited for school again, and I haven't seen that since that teacher in third grade completely mm-hmm. dashed his hopes and dreams. Yeah, as far as because that was really kind of the turning point yeah well, that was the kick to the nuts i think that's that also kid. the age where they turn a little bit too i don't think it was all her fault no but but, it, but that's a- the age where you can either be punted to the side or you can be kept into the fold if the teacher is the right kind of teacher yeah and she was definitely a well as slacker would say she was a kind of dolphin yeah. yeah so <laughs> a really big one <laughs> yeah i mean that woman was just horrendous and then when the when the principal at the school didn't do anything about the problem we had, I was like, "All right, fuck you guys, we're out of here." Um, so, yeah, and then of course Tempe, she's just Tempe. She's still she's not really a handful at school. No, she's pretty good. She, every, like last year, she got a lot of their mind, their pink sheets they call them. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like. She was talking when she should have been writing. It's like she like we're talking to the teacher. Like, well, did she still get the work done? Like, was she doing the work and well, talking? The problem with Tempe is she gets her work done really fast and and it's done. Yeah, and then she thinks it's okay to right just go off on her own because she's done. But 
she's done before other people and and she's distracting and blah blah blah. so or she's really good at doing her work while talking and the other kids are like they it's either we work or we talk they can't do both they can't chew gum and walk at the same time and so as soon as it got way better because i talked to the teacher and she started giving her here's what you need to do and here's what you can do after you're done right and so that helped out quite a bit right it stopped that and that was also about a quarter of the way through that year is when we yeah. figured out that she turns into a Snickers commercial oh if she doesn't eat regularly. So I, I had a long talk with her new teacher about that um, on Wednesday night about, you know, she's, I, I don't, it's not like it's diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure she's basically hypoglycemic. Right. And you, if she's getting bitchy or emotional or, you know, awful. And, and there's no good reason for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like, she'll have extra food in her backpack. Just tell her to go eat something. Yeah. Like, just trust me i'm not saying this to be like one of those really difficult parents who wants right. you to make special allowances i'm saying this will help you yeah this this will make your life so much easier because and i'm a big w- believer in school is to prepare you for real life right and in real life you usually have the option to go eat a snack when you need to eat a snack yeah like, exactly um, you know so I-, I feel like i'm pretty comfortable saying make an exception she can go out in the hall or whatever so she's not distracting other kids but trust me if if she's acting up make her eat <laughs> yeah it's gonna save you a world of difficulty and hurt because it was such a blessing when we figured that one out it's like oh and the teacher she called me yeah i just want to let you know that now that tiffany's eating an afternoon snack everything's fine yeah <laughs> there's no problems anymore yeah, she's good everything's kosher i'm like yes we know because we figured this out too and oh my god it's so much better because yeah there's and you, there's there's just this little i i there's no way to explain it to somebody who hasn't seen it, but you look at it all of a sudden, you're like, you're hungry. No, I'm not. It's like, <laughs> and she always, until you put food in front of her, and then she's like a freaking ravenous wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare put your hand back between her no. and the food again. You're going to lose it. And then um, she sits back. She's like, oh, thank you for that lovely meal, mom. I know. It's like <laughs> the goddamn light switch. Like also, it's like, oh, there's my princess again. <laughs> it's so nice to have you back, sweetheart, because damn, <laughs> you were scaring me before. So uh yeah that's i'm just excited it's nice to finally be excited for ezra for starting school that i'm not going to have another nine month slog of just do your fucking work that's all i want i don't even want you to do it i'm not expecting you to be amazing it'd be awesome if you are but i just need you to get the work done yeah just get the work done because you are capable of it and you're just not doing it and i try to be careful that because i was the same way in certain parts of school almost to just spite my dad because he wouldn't say, Oh, you can do A's and you can do great. And I'm like, I can't, but why, if they don't want to put any effort into it, why the fuck should I? Cause some of my teachers were just kind of like phoning it in. I'm like yeah. if they can phone it in, I can phone it in. And he's like, no, you must always apply yourself in life. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm trying not to, cause I know how hard he pushed me at times made me just flip the bird that much harder back. And so I'm trying to balance the, not shoveling in that hard but also not we're really we're really kind and careful about not yeah not being like you have to be the best one in the class you have to be the best you know it's just get it done to the level that you're able to get it done with putting some effort into it like don't half ass it that's right like my biggest rule as Ron Swanson would say, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping that next week goes as good as this week did. Um, and 
We have uh, my coworker that was buying a house in town that closed. They're moved in, so we got new neighbors now, and they're excited. We're excited, and I've already been to their house once. It's like, oh, I have friends in town, and I can actually go visit and hang out with for extended periods of time, and they're not going to drive me nuts, and yada yada yada. So that's cool. Um, and then uh, Ezra had the spelling bee. Yes, the that statewide was today. spelling bee that was today, and we totally didn't make it. Right, and I was pissed. So we uh, normally takes me roughly an hour, just under. I always, you know, an hour. She's shooting high to get from our front door into this place called Salem, Oregon, which is just south of us. And uh, no big deal. So I gave myself almost a full two hours to get there, and we were still so late because of this traffic jam that we hit. And whatnot that we were five minutes from the next division starting their mm-hmm. thing, so there was no way for us. And that was we hadn't even parked yet. We got there, we got in the line for parking, and then we're just sitting there, and the cars aren't moving, and nobody's going anywhere. And I'm like, well, shit, we could be here for another 35 minutes just sitting here waiting to get into the parking lot, and then we'd still have to go to the gate to pay for admission, and then we'd still have to find. But by that time, it's going to be into the afternoon division where they're going to something completely different. So I was. I think I was more butthurt about it than he was because I just, I felt really bad. Like I should have given even, I'm like, I should have made more, I should have left earlier. I'm like, well, then I'm thinking about how fucking early do I need to leave to get somewhere? If I'm giving myself two hours to get somewhere, it should take an hour. There's no reason why that shouldn't be enough. Um, And it just turns out there was no accidents, no big anything. It was just because people can't figure out how to fucking merge in this town. And it's really (laughs) frustrating and annoying. I'm like, why 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 isn't this uh and the, but we did we did use it as an opportunity for Ezra he um he tested out the Facebook live feature on our podcast page and we have a little video that popped up on that um he was filming us driving and we were talking and whatnot and he was doing it he you actually I got him to clam up and just stop talking nice yeah if you put him on a Facebook live and he realizes this is broadcasting out to whoever it's broadcasting out to he doesn't want to say anything He's like, nope, <laughs> not going to do it. Yeah. So what are you doing over there? I'm looking up symptoms of my tongue thing, making sure I don't, you know, have cancer. <laughs> Dr. Google says maybe. <laughs> no, it, it's lupus. <laughs> okay. It's always lupus. If you go by the Dr. House rules, you always start with lupus. Yeah, but Dr. Google and Dr. House have different rules. But you always start with lupus. And then you wait, work your way back from yeah. there. Well, that's just how that show always worked. Towards like I don't know the last five <laughs> seasons, his team would always say it's lupus. And he's like, hey, it's not lupus. It's some weird. And then like ironically, they had to be lupus once. It was kind yeah. of funny because <laughs> we were like, nah, I thought, oh fuck, it is. <laughs> well, now now up is down and down is up, and I just don't know what's going on in this world. You know, <laughs> it's just I get these off and on. It's not uncommon, but this one's particularly big and painful and. That's what she said. Ew. Anyway, <laughs> it's really irritating. It's in a weird spot. It makes it really hard to talk. Yeah, I've had this before. And the funny thing is, if you go look at it in the mirror, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big, no. but it feels like a mountain inside. It's like I've got I, a. Ca- so I've been. 
to the dentist more times this year than I have in like the last four years. <laughs> I know. But it's because I really enjoy the staff there and they're the hygienist and, and they're really awesome. I'm going to totally name drop. If you're in the Portland area and you want a good dentist, Dr. Ben Wolf is awesome. Wolf Dental is amazing. But even his staff, see that's yeah. the thing, his staff's awesome He has a too. new dentist, new other dentist in there in right. his office. So yeah. But, but I've, staff I've only seen the one hygienist so far yeah. and I'm just going to say if anybody else tries to clean my teeth and tell them no, she's got to do it because <laughs> she's literally... I've always had this thing on my front teeth where I get extreme plaque buildup and it's always got to get scraped off and whatnot. I know it's probably a TMI for some people, but it's always just been a thing. And she finally fucking explained it to me. And it's my anatomy working against me, which is fine. I get it now. But I guess I've got a saliva duct right at the base of those teeth. So Mm -hmm. it's constantly moist for those who hate that word there and then because your tongue naturally rests there it's even that Mm -hmm. much more so it's just keeping all that stuff sitting there which causes the buildup. so she gave me some tips to how i can slow it down she's like but you're the only way you're going to keep this away is is you're going to have to come in for regular cleanings whether you want to or not and i actually am like well that's fine i don't have a problem doing that she's like well it just seems like it's been i'm like it has i'm like but nobody's ever fucking explained this problem to me before Mm -hmm. like how hard was that You've got a saliva duct right there. Here's what's happening. And that's for me. It's just like, well, you just got to, you know, keep coming back for the cleans and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, but it's like, what can I do at home to help with this? Oh, nothing. Well, is there anything I can do? No. It's just the way it's going to be. But why? And like, I want to know why. And she's just like, yeah, by the way. And then she's also kind of weird anyways. Like, she's like, so a little tip for you, you know, when when I'm taking the the buildup off your top teeth, it kind of looks like what you say, oregano. And she's like, but don't feel like you're a special snowflake because so does most people's. And I'm just like, you're crazy. <laughs> but she's that, that crazy that you can kind of, you can yeah. connect with and you can adapt to, you know? And I'm like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. And uh, so, yeah, it, that's, it's, it's pretty awesome. But so I've got that. Where was I going with that? I don't know. I don't know. The dental buildup and the You've thing. You've been and, to the dentist a lot. Yeah. Where you started. I've been to the dentist a lot. I totally lost my train of thought there. I, Derailed. Why was I bringing up that I've been to the dentist a lot lately? Oh, because you were talking about your taste bud thing. Yeah. So one of the things she told me to do was um, to do this special brushing pattern on my teeth. And sometimes when I'm not yet awake and I'm brushing my teeth and I went to do, do the, brush the front teeth and my toothbrush, I pulled it out further than I normally do. When I jammed it back in, it was no longer resting on the back of the front teeth. It was in front. And I fucking just popped. My, and I punched myself with my toothbrush right in the gum line there. <laughs> And it created what feels like this massive crater of a canker sore. Mm-hmm. It's a little itty bitty bastard, but yeah. fuck it hurts. And he, she even mentioned, she's like, damn, you you got beating yourself up while you're brushing your teeth? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Um, so yeah, I get it too. I'm, I'm all painful up front here. It's all ouchy. And yeah. I look in the mirror, I'm like, that little thing is causing this much that discomfort? Much pain? What the yeah. fuck? I think it might be an allergic reaction. Or I bit my tongue in my sleep last night Ouch. really hard. Yeah. I woke up. And I think I was actually clenching my teeth around my tongue uh-huh. because there was like holes. And you're on the you're side. trying to bite your own teeth, bite your own tongue off. I guess. I don't well, know. Well, it was a weird sleep night for us last night, I anyways, know, because came Trent to came down in bed and then he and. Oh, so turns out because Trent likes to snuggle up close to you when he comes to bed. Rocket, Rocket likes, likes to snuggle, snuggle up close to you. To and they both think the other one should fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And so there was this war, and I kept, I was getting so pissed because I would hear Rocket grumbling, and I'm not sure if he was biting Trent's toes or what was going on down there, but every once in a while, Trent would grumble and, like, kick, and then Rocket would yelp a little bit, and then, so there was this battle between Trent and Rocket, and I kept trying to, like, it's like I'd pull Rocket up next to me, like, he's like, nope, fuck nope, you, nope. back down, and he'd go to where he wants to be, but it was where, where Trent's feet were, and so there's this, like, all night long, and I'm like, God 
<laughs> fucking damn it, I just want to sleep. But I couldn't get Trent to go back into his bed. So every time I tried to move him, he woke up. Yeah. Because he he gets the this when he gets scared like that in his sleep. It's like a night terror. It's, yeah. It's once he's gotten out of his bed, there's usually no getting him back into it. But. Yeah, and so I didn't sleep all that great last night, and I'm like, literally, it's the dog and the four-year-old that are battling in my bed that are... Well, you they, think you didn't get enough sleep. I know, because they push you off to the side, too. <laughs> they I get push that. me off the side, and they're battling all at my feet. Like, this is all going on against me. Like, he's kicking, the dog's biting, he bit my toes at one point. <laughs> Try for the dog. <laughs> Well, I'd believe either one, right? Because anything's possible. In this case, it was the dog, but it's just, yeah, like take the amount of sleep. Granted, you're a lot lighter sleeper than I am, yeah. And that's that, yeah, every every little yelp and yip. But my best sleep is from like four on, like all the way up until like four or five o'clock in the morning. I'm getting moderate sleep, and then from four or five ish to when I wake up is my like power hours for getting mm-hmm. good sleep and it, it got all shot to hell yeah for me anytime where i'm not being constantly awakened by ridiculous shit i can make those my power hours yeah but no yeah. if you look like so they do the sleep yeah. analysis things and whatnot every time i've used one like my sleep is like 50 50 all the way up to like four o'clock in the morning and then it's solid yeah so. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm out. As soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm out. But the, I know. But the problem I have is that once I've been out for a little while, if I get woken up, then you I'm like, can't. I can't fall back asleep. So that's always a bonus. <clears throat> so. Yeah. yeah. And you've been a cover hog lately. And your pillow, I swear to God, is actually getting bigger every I'm, day. I am looking for a smaller pillow. I have got a king size pillow. That you cock to the side at an angle so that all... I have like a quarter of the bed. And I'm not exaggerating here, people. I'm not trying to be like this overdramatic, like... She's Meh. not... No, I... I have a quarter of the king-size bed to me and the dog. And then occasionally Trent as well. <laughs> because Trent can't handle his pillow being in his face either. So, like... And, and granted, this is not his body taking up the space. A good quarter of the space that is being taken up by him is the pillow. Because I, I, yeah, I do have a very weird. So I need to go get a slightly smaller pillow. You need to get an infinitely smaller pillow, no, or an infinitely different sleeping position. Well, that's never going to happen. I've tried all the other ones, and it's the only that particular position is what I can do to sleep. But I've noticed that I can make the smaller pillows work as long as I've got a decent body pillow, which I do. So I just got to go get it, and, and maybe I'll run to Walmart tomorrow if I can remember to get that. That's where I got the last one. So, um, yeah, no, I get it. It's and it's just one of those things that I don't think about it because when I when we, I first got divorced, I had the entire king size bed to myself minus the dog. So for like five months, it you was cannot long, you cannot it was claim your behavior is based on a pattern of five months over no, eight years ago. That that was that plus I had a queen size to myself when I was younger, and so I had lots of room to roam and stretch no, and do stuff. I'm so. sorry, you cannot claim that you set well, your can. pattern habits over five months, eight years ago. Plus Not gonna happen. The time before that, no. Yeah. Bullshit. Because I sleep completely different now since we've been together than I used to. Completely different. I know you do. <laughs> I'm just saying, my. You won't even, how long it took me to get used to sleeping into a different hotel every night for this job, 
that took that was you some, realize i'm hating you right now I'm sure like are. i'm sending you hate i can i understand i'm just saying I, i'm not trying to be an ass and i'm not trying whatever i'm just saying that it does take me forever to get to a different spot to where it works out so i'm looking for other options i'm looking i'll go get a pillow tomorrow i'm working on it don't let me forget let's put a pin in that one <laughs> I'm getting the eyeball daggers here. So, so you know, Robin from Minton Bodcast. Min- 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 Minton Bodcast is what Min- I always want to say. I don't know why. Minton Bod. <laughs> hmm. That could be a completely different show. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I don't know why, but it's my Oregonian trying to make things sound faster thing. I can't say it right. Right. Minton Boxcast. That one. Yeah. Um, her and I are even more twinsies than I thought. Birthdays, our birthdays are a week apart. Right. No, I've it's it's been weird because I've had Trent look at pictures of her <laughs> of a uh, Pat, and he's, he's he's like, "Where were you, Daddy, when you took that picture? <laughs> that's, that's not our TV." I'm like, "That's not even me." Yes, it is. I'm like, <laughs> Pat, no, you were a little bit farther apart, but not much. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying, just from the looks, like the bald head, the beard, the whole thing. But the birthdays but, aren't even that far apart, it's, right? It's yeah. eerie. It, the whole thing's been kind of weird how, yeah. how like yeah. everybody is like, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. So, um, I'm mean, listening to their show sometimes. I'm like, they'll get, they'll start talking about it or they'll get in like a little bit of a fight. I'm like, I'm like listening. It's like listening to me and Jody only. It's not me and Jody. Hmm. <laughs> there, there was something that happened one time and, and it was, but in, in some ways it's kind of reversed. Like she's more like me when they get into like the little, mm-hmm. like, you know, like he was doing that. Oh, I was just trying to start this over here, but you're over there still fucking around. And I'm like, that's me. And then the, the response from him, I'm like, oh, that's Jody. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> some weird Twilight Zone shit right now. So Yeah, well. <laughs> what else happened this week? Well, I can't bring that up because that's political. Can't talk about Dax's political. Uh, our what nephew you, had a birthday. Yeah. What did you have to go do? Oh, you took Ezra to get his shots. Uh huh. Yes, that's right. Like he a little did, newborn yeah. puppy. He got his um his D tap or T dap or T dip or dip tip or whatever, and then the um don't give ladies cervical cancer one, and uh there was a third one, but I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. But he's got all his records updated now, so he can go to school and be free and clear of that stuff. Um, and I was giving him so much shit leading up to the procedure about how long the needles were and how much it was going to hurt and this and that. And then after it was said and done, he's talking about how hungry it was because it was a later in the evening appointment. Um, so by the time we finished, it was almost seven o'clock and he hadn't had dinner yet. He said, I'm so hungry. I'm like, oh, dude, you didn't eat more for lunch? Like, you should have really power loaded back then. He's like, why? I'm like, because they don't want you eating anything tonight in case you have a bad reaction to the shots or whatever. We want the le- less we have in your system, the better it is when you start barfing. He's like, no. I've got to eat. I'm like, no, you can't eat. And he's like, no, I, I, there's no, you're not going to keep, they wouldn't keep me from eating. I'm like, oh, it's not about they wanting to keep you from eating. I'm like, you can't eat. It's part of the procedure. Like when I had my surgery and I couldn't eat for a while and, and, all, and I just had them starting to buy into it and the doctor walked in and ruined it. I'm like, you fuck, <laughs> I'm having fun here. <laughs> but yeah, then when like he was sitting there and he's like, 
He's like, he's like breathing deep and whatnot as she's just prepping the needles and whatnot. Yeah. And he's kind of stressing out. And then he turns and he does the classic, I'm going to watch it go in thing. And I see him like starting to like, he's like starting to perspire Sweat. a little bit. Like, Ezra, look at me, buddy. He's like, what? And I'm like, why would you want to watch it go in and psych yourself out like that? And she's done. Nuh-uh. And he looks over. I'm like, yeah, she's done. He's like, I didn't even feel it. I'm like, it's because you weren't looking at it and freaking out about it. I said, remember your tooth when you let me finally pull it and it wasn't as big of a deal as you made it out to be? You psych yourself up so bad. And the other one's done. He's like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just kept him talking with him right now. And he's like, so he didn't realize that she, and she just, and she's like, yeah. And so how's, you know, I, I hear you're going to be going into rugby and this and that. And there she is. And she's really good at helping distract him right. and whatnot. So he had himself all psyched up over nothing. the next day? I went to go pat him on the shoulder or something, and he flinched hardcore. Oh, she said that was going to happen. And I'm yeah. like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "They, my, I can't, my shoulder." And I'm like, "What's your, what's your shoulder? My shots." And he's like, "He's yeah. like, well, no, she, she was the te- the one on the right yeah. arm yeah. was tetanus mm-hmm. and something else. Oh yeah, and those hurt. I, 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 and she's like, and the, the reason why she put it in the right arm is because part of what makes it feel better is using the muscle. Using the muscle, which yeah. like, but if it's in your if it's in your non dominant arm, you won't use it. Mm-hmm. So she puts it in the right one to force him to use it. Yeah. But she said it's going to be very tender. Well, I, so I, you know, I'm like, well, come here, and I'm going to do something. I totally tapped the microphone. Um, I'm going to do something. It's going to hurt, but it will feel better overall so i kind of braced against him and i rubbed his shoulders you know right where the and there was a big knot of you know stuff there so and i did that and i made him put a warm compress on it and stuff and he's like that really helped that really made it feel better i'm like i know what i'm doing sometimes like i'm not an idiot (laughs) yeah i had that i had that with him a couple times over the last two days i'm like would you oh it was uh i was trying to order a drink at the fucking dutch brothers and he kept trying, I'm trying to look, like have a conversation with the lady, it was one of the newer ones, and then he's like, and oh, I, he wanted a caramel apple smoothie, she said green apple to the, mm-hmm. to the person who was making the smoothie, he's, he's like, and he goes, she said green apple, I don't want green apple, I want caramel, and he's like, blah, blah. and I'm like, and I'm trying to get her, her attention, Ezra, but now I'm focusing on you, instead of her, would you just let the adults adult, please? I can handle this. I know what you want, and you need to just chill out. And there, and it was like sorry, three times. Like my phrase now has just been, "Will you just let the adults adult, please?" Because <laughs> we're really good at adulting, or at least moderately okay at adulting. We've been adulting long enough now that we can handle this. And so, you know, just let us let, let us do this. All right. And then, uh, he, yeah, that's just. I'm like, God, stop trying to be that. You know, don't be that person. And we're back. We had a quick little uh, unscheduled interruption there. Yes. So we're good now, though. So, um, yeah, we're kind of winding, winding down the show here, and things are coming to a close, so to speak. Uh, da, 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 da. But I did have something. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to try to be less ranty about certain topics on this show. But I want the people to understand kind of why I get the way that I do about shit. Um, and somebody just posted this on the Facebook and this is, and he actually didn't, this isn't him, but he saw it, somebody else. He says, I can't remember who posted it because it was deleted before I could comment, but I literally just saw someone compare Colin, I think it's pronounced Kaepernick or Kaepernick to Brock Turner and that Brock won't ever be able to safely go in public again, but Colin will continue to play in the NFL. And he says, in short, raping an unconscious girl and sitting down during a song are the same thing. <laughs> How do these people, like, what, 
I want to go like find their parents and go, where did you go wrong? Like, how did you fuck this up? I mean, that's why I get so pissed off at times. It's because how can you compare somebody who got off super fucking light for raping somebody to a guy who wants to peacefully protest the issues that he thinks are happening in this country by choosing to sit during the national anthem. Now, I'm not going to go into whether or not I agree with his, like, if I think it's right, but he said it's right. And that doesn't matter. He's choosing a peaceful method of protest, which is what everybody's been asking for, but that's not been enough. Like, why can't they just protest peacefully? Well, he's doing it. Well, how dare he protest peacefully during the national anthem? Oh, fuck you. What do you want? Um, but then to have somebody who can actually to make the connection that raping an unconscious person is as bad or I should say the other way around, sitting during the national anthem is as bad as raping an unconscious person. No. And that's why I get so fucking ranty at times. I, yeah. So, I'm sorry if people don't like it, and I'll try to reel it in on certain topics, but I just, I literally, my brain cannot process that kind of stupidity and it makes it very hard for me to deal with the world when that happens and the only way i've found to deal with the world is to vent my anger and my emotions and whatnot and sometimes it happens on mic so but i'll try to contain certain things and try to keep more closely related to what the the gist of the show is but I'm already starting to get antsy. I got to close out here because I'm already starting to get like, ah. <laughs> so they've got a phone number they can contact us at, babe, don't they? Yep. 503 <laughs> That was a total Trent thing. Yep. <laughs> like, there's more information, buddy. Come oh. on. <laughs> yeah, so um, you can leave us a voicemail there. Um, or if you want, you can record it on your phone and send it to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Or if you just want to email us, let us know how things are going. Talk, You know, you can contact us. Plan our eventual immigration to New Zealand together. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> whatever whatever there is you want to do there we can you can contact us we love listener feedback um if you haven't done it yet go to itunes leave us a rate a rating and rev- oh sorry dude that was dinner talking back there uh, try that again i uh, go to itunes you can leave us a rating or review um and we would appreciate that the better the more ratings and reviews we get the better we rank and how we show up in itunes yeah and, and i am telling you now if you go, there's a category for parenting right. on the iTunes store for our podcast, right? The shit that is on there. We are so much better than this, people. Oh, like, she's dropping the fuck. Oh, she's, she's laying down the gauntlet no, right there. It is so shitty. The parenting section is full of horrible podcasts that are horrible to listen to. I know. I tried. Well, oh, I'm not going to no. ask you to name names. No. There are good ones. After, after I want to know which one it is that's got you all, <laughs> all Twitter paid. Once this is all said and done here. But seriously, please help us get on there higher so that more people can find us instead of the crap that is listed. Please. I'm begging you. Not for my sake, but for the people of the world <laughs> that have to listen to this crap. <laughs> wow. Okay. Somebody really did, I- did a number on you there. <laughs> Now, Jody's getting all ranty. <laughs> the podcast deficiency of, of like, like anybody with a microphone is just going to, like, fucking go on there and be like, and welcome to today's episode of 
how to talk to your child without I, I killing do, them. I do really hate the people that try to mimic the NPR sound. Because oh. the NPR sound in general, that's good if I want to fucking go comatose. Yeah. Like, I can't do NPR if I'm driving, because I will die. <laughs> like, I will fall asleep at the wheel, and I will either kill myself, or I will seriously maim myself while injuring and or killing a multitude of other people <laughs> on the road, and I cannot bear that kind of responsibility. So I just, I avoid the NPR, because it's just so, yeah, it's that, and there's that cadence to it, and that sound, and and I can see how it could be soothing. It is soothing, but that's the problem. It's so soothing that it makes me like, I'd be at my desk and just thunk my head would hit the, I mean, I can't do it. So at yeah. any rate, please not for your sake, but for the sake of other people go rate us or review us or whatever you got to do to fix that. Exactly. And, and like I said, um, we do appreciate and love the feedback and I, I, I do read every review, not necessarily on the show, but I do read them when they come through. Um, and also if you want to listen to other shows that are, if you want to make Justin geek out and giggle like a little girl, go leave him a review. I, he, he gets giddy. He, he comes it. Somebody left us a review. Well, it's nice. It is nice to have, to know that confirmation that there's people out there i know right yeah it, it's kind of like you, I, I could you're just kind of talking into the ether so to speak so it's cool when people and not that the ones we have regularly doing no, it now I, aren't good enough so please don't take that the wrong way we love you all but we know there's more of you out there and don't be so sketched out about call i used to be sketched out about calling into shows and i try to make a much more concerted effort well to do so and now. izzy set such a high bar oh i know <laughs> dude gives such good voicemail <laughs> In fact, my ear holes need a little massaging, <laughs> so maybe we'll get another one next week from Mr. Izzy. <laughs> hint, hint. No. <laughs> no. No pressure. No pressure at all. None whatsoever. Speaking of Izzy, though, yeah, he does some shows. He does some shows. And they happen to be on our network. They do. Which is called the Podcast Collective. Yeah. And on the Podcast Collective, we can find such shows as Us, On the Block, which is an Izzy show, No Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, 40 Going on 14, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Mint in Boxcast, Tales from the Hard Side, another Izzy John, um, The Doc and Deuce Show, The Rad Dad Radio Hour, and then a recent edition, The Empty Rat Podcast. So we're getting the number, I think we're up to 13 now, if I, my counts are correct Lucky there. number 13. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I may have another one that I'm working on courting as well. Um, and then I, I think I'm going to slow down the growth here in a little bit and start working on trying to get everybody kind of coalesced into working with each other and doing cross promotions and some ideas that I have, but I wanted to kind of get it up to a certain size before I did that. Speaking of the whole cross promotion and whatnot, I will be get, I'm not going to say that because it hasn't been dropped publicly yet. So I don't feel it's like my place to do it, but on one of those shows in the network and not the one that I'm normally guesting on, <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> a guest on one of those shows. And so when it gets announced, we'll make sure you guys are aware of it, but I will be, and a- I'm available for guesting. Not that anybody ever asked me to do anything. <laughs> Ouch! Sorry, I don't really. I'm not really mad. I, just, <laughs> I was gonna say that seems kind of weird because normally you're like, no, it's fine, you do it. <laughs> well, nobody. I think I've been asked one time, and I was like, yes, I will do that. But so, yeah, so for those of you out there, Killa, love you. She's specifically saying that because that was the one that, that was re- the one time yeah. I've been asked. To- yep, and they would probably want you to return at some point too. They'd like to have a return. No, they no, they would. So. Um, but yeah, so once it does drop and it is public knowledge, I will let you all know about it. And, and yeah, and so I'm, I'm happy about that because that's already some little, that little bit of 
crossover work and whatnot. It's kind of like when like the the superhero comics do the crossovers and and the one dude ends up in the other person's comic. And I'm not gonna try like name specific names. I'm I was gonna, gonna say, come on, come on, <laughs> drop the names. Drop no, no, the names. I was gonna say, isn't like the Flash also up in what's her name, the Supergirl's business, or is that the other way around? Or on TV right now, right? Know? And that's all in the same. That's DC. It's all right. Those are all oh DC. Oh my god, are you married to me? <laughs> I nerd out about things, but in a completely different way. Like I don't follow the. Like I know Marvel fairly okay. And <laughs> I say fairly okay because I know what's been on Marvel movies in the last number of years. So I can usually reckon like Batman's DC. I know that for a fact, and so is Superman. I was always so. Kinda, if Superman is DC, you're confused where Supergirl might lie. No, I meant I didn't realize the Flash was DC up until the crossover happened. So I was trying to confirm: was it the Flash that's crossing over, or was it like Green Lantern? Name any other Justice League character. Wonder Woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just saying well, the truth that. of Lasso or Lasso. You of truth. only know that because of the Batman versus Superman movie, don't you? Because the tits in that one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and here I do it completely unraveling everything I just said over the last. <laughs> No, she looked damn good in the costume. I, I mean, I agree. I, I uh, for unlike some geeks and ner- see, I think I benefit from that though. Yeah, I'm not so goddamn deeply involved. But in- I am. No, I'm no, ingrained no, but- in everything, and I don't care. I'm no, no, not but mad. I, the, the, some of the people get like so butthurt by the fact that the way they know the 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 characters, characters and, yeah. to be, Story or the way they they have it in their heads. Yeah. That it's not that, and they're like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" And it's it's horrible. So, but you know me, I'm ingrained in it. I'm used to it. I'm you know, oh, I love that storyline or whatever, and I don't freak out when they fuck it up. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when they do it their own way, right? Yeah, it's it, I yeah, and I'm an awesome fan. Me too, because I normally don't like I I. I just You're walk. a sideline. F- I'm not going to make fun of your fandom. I'm just saying. No, I'm just You're uh, very side. No, but I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the people that the movies hits with best because I don't have any fucks to give. Like, if it's truly like a legit bad, like it's horrible acting, horrible writing, blah blah blah, blah I'm I'm all I'm over it, right? But like people were shitting on Batman v Superman, and I hear this extra thirty minutes makes it more great. I'm gonna watch it. I've only seen that one with the extra thirty minutes. So- was fine to me <laughs> but i enjoyed what i saw at the theater too yeah. and i think they did a fairly okay job to get as much done in that little time frame they had not knowing everything there is to know about the source material which i think is sometimes detrimental mm-hmm. and you know so i don't know works for me all right then yeah so so on that note unless you have anything else to add babe uh no i'm good I'm all good. right until next time try not to be shitty parents bye Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. There's a certain amount of Patron you get in you where you just, there's Don't no... Don't give a fuck. Right. Especially for Mr. V. I would love and hate to go drinking with that guy. Love it because it would probably be the most amazing experience of my life. And you'd die. And I'd die. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> like, it's like the the alternative to the, did, but did you die? It's like, yeah. yes, 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 I, I did. did. <laughs> I was in bed for four days after that experience. <laughs> the guy is a goddamn magical creature, let me tell you what. <laughs> it's all done now. Here it goes.